Hi, John Garfield. It's October 27th. Uh, I want to talk to you about telling transformational stories. And before I do, I uh, just want to let you know that we're on our way to Amsterdam and uh, Krakow, Poland, uh, at the end of uh, November, which is only a month away. So we're excited about that. So I want to talk to you about transformational stories. People who tell stories are engaging. People who tell us our stories are leaders. And we lead people into their greatness when we connect them with their own story. It's a prophetic process and it's something all of us can do. And I want to suggest it's a key to reformation. The key that unlocks the door to reformation personally is knowing that um, what God, the role that God has for you is already written in, your, in the desires of your heart. So there's some synergism between your assignment and, and what you would like to do anyway. <laughs> and that's what's unique about this particular Reformation. So people, organizations, corporations, and, and even nations that are great are that way for a reason. They have connected the dots to the reason for their existence. They understand their why, their purpose. Organizations or people that merely exist for themselves aren't worth leading. Uh, idolatry of self is the biggest miss of our age. We all long for purpose, a reason to invest our lives in something bigger than ourselves. The good news is that we each carry a story God has written in our own hearts. It's a book, and when you read it, it's transformational. <laughs> it's exciting. Psalm 139, verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So we each have a book um, with a story in it. Um, so how do you read your book? We have a book with a story of our future in it. Would you like to read it? Absolutely, everybody does. So how do I practically go about finding my story? Re Revelations 19.10 says, The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So Jesus' testimony is like courtroom evidence of our personal story. When we hear it, the truth of that story resonates in our hearts, because it's already written in our deepest desires. Jesus is constantly interceding for us to fulfill our book, our story, our assignment, so that the dreams he wrote in our hearts will come to pass. It's Romans 8, uh, 34. Who is he that contends? Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, he was raised to life. Is that the at the right hand of God who is also interceding for us. So that he ever lives to make intercession for the saints for that very reason, so that your story can manifest itself on earth. And that's our prayer too. So we know that the story written in our books and walk out in our, in our life and vocation, we, when we know that, we have the leverage to overcome obstacles and we have a reason to get excited about life. We have passion. It leads to a great destiny. We make Jesus' testimony about us, our own story. Now it's our testimony about ourselves also, and it's a weapon of warfare. Revelations 12:11 is in the context of the accuser of the brethren. It says they overcame him, the accuser, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Uh, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. In uh, Revelations 12:17, those who obey God's commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Who's that testimony about? You. <laughs> okay, that's what we hold on to is our assignment, our test, the testimony, the intercession that Jesus has for us. So how do we do that? How do we know what's written in our book? 
What is Jesus' testimony about me? Here are a few simple approaches so that you can hear it practically and prophetically. And uh, I want to suggest that we have an online course now to help people with that. It's called the OnlineHeartPlan.com. So, number one, what resonates? We all know people who would, we would like to emulate. That's usually the Holy Spirit pointing us in our direction. So pay attention. There's something about that person that the Father has for you. What's the desire of your heart is number two. The kingdom is built around people walking out the desires God wrote in their hearts. It's an all-volunteer army in the kingdom, and it's fun. And people are doing are working out of their passion, not out of blind obedience, not out of obligation, not out of works. It's fun. Um, and he, the Father loves to grant the desires of our heart because they're also the desires of his heart. So let me give you one other important principle. Leaders tell stories. Real leaders are in touch with a story written in the book of individuals, corporations, and nations. Their primary purpose, the, the primary purpose of any leader is to articulate that prophetic why that causes people to rally a, around a theme or a purpose. In this case, the Father's purpose. So it's important via the narrative in that destiny, where it leads, why it's important, and how it's a dream come true. People do not remember facts. You can't change anybody's mind with facts. They don't follow orders. They don't naturally get excited about bureaucracies. They don't get excited about hierarchies. No one is enthusiastic about self-serving people or organizations or managers or leaders. We're all motivated by one simple thing, what's written in our hearts. And leaders tap that narrative and they tell the story of where it leads. Our hearts do remember the experience of hearing and feeling the story in our book. It's unforgettable, and what leaders do is put their finger on that story prophetically. And when they touch it, we ignite, we come alive. So with individuals, uh, managers, supervisors, teachers, pastors often tell what's wrong and what to do and how to change and how to change your mindset, how to change your mind, all this stuff. And people are ignited by the passion that God wired into their DNA. They love to talk about it. They love to clarify it. They love to plan the details. They love to make it happen. So leaders facilitate those dreams coming true. In return, those same leaders have friends and partners and staff that love them back and would do anything for them. It's motivational. It's teamwork. It's tribe. It's respect. So with corporations and organizations, just like individuals, there's a book and a purpose for every company. The people who can articulate that prophetic direction and tell the story are leaders. Those who can communicate the essence of their book are, to customers are the marketing directors. People do not buy what you have to sell. They buy your why. Leaders are the stewards of the story. They protect it. They develop it. They communicate it. Uh, a corporate story is a tool of, of evangelism that connects the company and the kingdom. Uh, what the corporation is doing, what, what is that? What, what's the father doing? Where's the synergism between those two things? So in secular circles, it's called social responsibility or a just cause. It simply means that the company is connecting with its kingdom pur purpose in the community and 
and with the story written in their corporate book, their, their spiritual purpose. So with nations, same thing. Nations also have a book. And we can ask God to show us uh, what it is, and he will. Every nation has a ministry to its people and the world. There's, there's huge power and blessing in cooperating with that direction. Uh, and for individuals and corporations, even churches and schools that understand the story of their nation, they can make that nation great. They can make that nation inherit its destiny. So that greatness translates to uh, prosperity and, and ministry to people that uh, it's, it's glorious. <laughs> the glory, that glory has value in the kingdom. When politicians get it right and make their nation a blessing, it's glorious for us too. <laughs> so politi political leaders who can best articulate what's written in the book of a nation or a city, they get elected. It resonates in the hearts of the people in the heart of God. Businesses that articulate the story of their brand, they sell products, they sell services. So I want to suggest that you tell the story. Over the last decade, Jesus has led me through a personal reformation. Instead of discerning problems, I used to do this when I was a pastor. I was really good at it because I'm an engineer. <laughs> Instead of focusing on problems, I'm focused on hearing the testimony of Jesus about people. It, it, I tell them the story of what's in their book and where it will lead. And they love me for doing it, and that same story gives them the reason to fix their own problems. It's very prophetic, it's very moving, it's very loving, it's very fun. And I decided not to narrate the story of the accuser of the brethren. I decided not to focus on problems and where those problems lead. Condemnation doesn't produce fruit. We're here to set captives free, and we do that by liberating people into their story. I want to encourage you to take a look at the blog. There's a link to the online heart plan. And I want to suggest that the best and the easiest way for you to get in touch with your story in a practical way is to go through that course. You're invited. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm releasing stories throughout uh, the United States, even the world, that, Father, your people are, have been given a key to the kingdom, <clears throat> and that is to connect with the story that you've written in their heart and to release the, the book, the story that's written in the heart of their nations. In Jesus' mighty name, let Reformation have her way. Let nations be assembled and, and uh, just appear before you, Lord, and take their place. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week.